live from the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Euro Disney. Oh. And brought to you by Long John Silvers. We speak fish. I'm Delmon. And I'm Malicious. And this is EQ2 Talk. This is episode number 52, and we are recording on September 19th, 2012. And Allie, why don't we still have theme music? Well, I was interviewing for another podcast. Oh, say it isn't so. This, what? I didn't get the job. Oh, phew. It turns out they did, I thought they said podcast, but it turns out they said bombast. But I was underqualified. Oh. <laughs> well, now, now I don't know how I feel. <laughs> That I'm either working with a second-rate podcaster or you're looking to ditch me. Oh, this makes me worried. Then, then we had better get down to down to business here before you walk out the door. Uh, at, at least tell me, Allie, you'll give me two weeks' notice. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. And, and speaking of two weeks' notice, Allie, uh, yes. we're just about down to uh, two weeks' notice left on. Uh, the big episode number 50 contests. Yes, people have until September 30th to enter. Um, and uh, we wanted to give you some more hints since, you know, people seem to be really complaining about Allie's contest. I guess Dell's is much easy mode, more easy mode. So, Dell, do you want to you want to give them a little hint? Uh, yep, yep. So the hint that I have for the Alley contest, you know, last time we gave a, a clue to it was one of the episodes. And we're going to do that again here for you. So uh, in case you were wondering... Episode number 40, which was entitled uh, Two Beast Lords and the Temple of Noob. Uh, the theme music to that episode was the TV show Manimal. I'm not sure if you remember that one, Allie. Manimal. It lasted, I think, like all of 13 episodes. But great <laughs> theme music. It was very apropos for our discussion about beast lording. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think I ever saw Manimal. Not many people I, did. No, I, I'll take your word for it. Uh, but, you know, we are from different generations. That's so, true. Animal. <laughs> so my hint, it's actually not a hint. It's an answer. We're, we're, we're giving answers here. So it's making your, your entry much easier. Uh, mine is for episode 19. The location was, that was the, if you remember, that was uh, our drunken, our first drunken episode, the winging it. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, we were live from the Goose Island Brewery. Yes, yes, I love that episode. That was a lot of fun. As I've always said in the past, Ellie, we never forget our firsts. Uh, and that was our first drinking time, wasn't it? Yes, and by the way, Goose Island makes a, a nice beer. Oh, very nice. Yes. Well, yes, we had a chance to uh, to sample it while we were there, of course. Uh, uh, yeah, we did. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, and just as a reminder, too, as folks are putting together their list, and as you suggested, they only have until the end of this month uh, to get that into a September here, September 30th. Uh, they can send those entries to contests, plural, uh, at eq2talk.com. Uh, and I think uh, the next episode after that, we'll draw the winners. And, uh, Allie, what can they win? $50 in station cash each, each for each contest. And you can enter both. That's right. So yes. you could actually win up to $100 worth of station cash, which I, I did some math before the show. I actually had to ask some guildmates to help me with it. But apparently that, Ali, I didn't know this, that comes out to 10000 station cash. I thought we did the math on that show. Did we? Yeah. We, did we do it right? I don't know. Okay. Well, I, I went to some experts, people who actually enjoy experts. station cash and – have used it before, and they tell me, Allie, it's worth ten thousand. But then there's all these rules about doubling and tripling, and you know, quadrupling it, and I don't, I don't know. So, yeah. but a hundred dollars—that's a lot. I, I look at what's in my wallet, and that's that's like quite a bit, actually. Ten thousand—I didn't realize it came out to that much. Yeah, it's quite a lot. But they, yeah, yeah. So uh, total, total to the end of the month. Uh, so get those into contests at eq2talk.com, and uh, we'll reach into the sorting hat then, and we'll pick out another winner. So we did have some listener feedback uh, since our last episode. 
And um, I'll start out. It's a very sad email here from our friend Sprouts. And the subject is lands afar. Greetings, Delmon and Alicious. It has been many moons since I've written, but I have been listening. Your podcast is still great. I write this day to say I have packed up house and am moving to the land of, is it Tyria or Tyria? Whatever it is. I feel there is a new evil in Norath, one that no hero can conquer. I've lived happily in Norath now for two years. I know this is just a blink of an eye compared to others. Although I've noticed a steady negative force continuing to eat away at the community, the good people working at SOE, and the people who go above and beyond to provide resources for the community out of their love for the game. It all started innocently enough by combining the Freeport server model into the subscription servers. The Freeport server was full of new people exploring Norath for the first time. There was a different feel to even the Freeport forums compared to the subforums. From there, we saw changes in SOE management. And in-game now, we're getting new features that have mostly failed or are broken still to this point. SOE seems to be addicted to the next shiny feature. Look what we made for you. It's broken. Never mind that. Look what new thing we have for you now. But what you made last month is still broken. Look at this. You move your face and your character moves its face. I'd much rather have the past content fixed. And who asked for face tracking? Maybe this is just a case of the gamers making the game not being the same type of gamer as me. Then the whole sat part started. Once that began, the negativity in the community really began to ramp up. Even those who give to the community seem to be put off by anything SOE is doing. Finally, for me, the once large guild I'd belonged to is now a guild of three. Most have left for other lands. Then SOE took subscriptions and expansions off of the Station Cash store. I had bought each expansion for both of my accounts using double Station Cash. Even though I had bought the AOD expansion, there are features in it that I still can't use to this day. Now I have a bunch of Station Cash sitting in my bank on both accounts and nothing to spend it on. I refuse to buy fluff items that I feel should be craftable in-game. I feel bad for those like you two who put extra time out of your life to support a game that seems to not support you. Since I have little left in-game, I've decided to move to Guild Wars 2. Will it be better? I have no idea. But so far, it feels like it's moving in the right direction. I've started to make my own guild and have enjoyed the game a lot to this point. They do have a Station Cash type store, but you can also trade in your game gold to get gems, which is the equivalent to Station Cash, to spend in the money store. Will this model ultimately fail? I don't know. But for me, it seems to be a move in the right direction. If others are in the Tyria area, I'm on the Maguma server. Shoot Ulrich a message in the mail. I look forward to hunting with anyone from Norath. Signing off, but still listening, Sprouts slash camp. Did you shed a tear, Del? <sighs> it's, it's tough. It's tough to see Sprouts move on. Uh, Sprouts is, uh, I think Sprouts might have been one of our very first Freeport emailers. I think. Yes, one of I our believe first you're right. Free to players. Yes, that we heard from. Uh, but I mean, he makes a, a lot of really good points in his in his email here about you know things that he's uh, unhappy and things that he's uh, not pleased with what he's seeing uh, being done to EverQuest Two. And uh, you know, uh, I think as we've always said, uh, EverQuest or any of these games like that, uh, they are just that. They're games. They're meant to be fun. They're way we spend our pastime. So if it if it's not fun for you. Uh, I think the best thing to do is uh, try something else. Uh, maybe Guild Wars 2 for him will be the uh, best thing since sliced bread. Uh, maybe he'll find after a certain amount of time that uh, maybe, gee, EverQuest 2 was a better game, and I might come back to that. You know, So uh, there's nothing wrong with trying different flavors uh, and seeing if you like another one better, if, especially if one's becoming uh, a little bit stale to you. Uh, again, this is our pastime, and we want to spend that time doing things we enjoy. So, uh, well, it is... Uh, disappointing to hear somebody move on, uh, but I do. Uh, it's good to hear that he is going to still listen to the show. I am sad that we might not ever get to see or hear from the mega anus again. I know, it's very sad. I was very sad to get this email. Yeah, um, but I do. I do agree with you. I mean, obviously, if it's frustrating and 
not enjoyable, uh, then it, it's, you know, it's like, you know, doctor, it hurts when I do this. Well, stop doing that. You know, if he loves the game like we do, and I, I really feel like he did enjoy his time here. Uh, I've seen a lot of people come back <laughs> who, you know, supposedly quit forever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, maybe he'll come back someday, you know, when uh, when he gets tired of that other place. Sure. sure. But I hope whatever he, Sprouts ends up doing, he he finds happiness. Yeah. And maybe he can at some point uh, jot us a note after he gets uh, well established over there in Guild Wars 2 and uh, maybe share a little bit of his adventures over there with us as well. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. The uh, the next email I have um, is from Anonymous, and Anonymous entitles their email. I thought this was very cute. Allie, Fitty One. Yes. Not 50, but Fitty. Fitty One. Right. Uh, and I think this email is in response to our uh, EQ2 Talk Fantasy League. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, he starts out his email here with 1A. That's Delmon must be A. I, I think I'm A, right. So uh, 1A, drinks. Sure. 1B. Forged stats show on in-game. Sure. So far, he's in agreement with us. Reforged. Oh. 2A. 25 poster lists. Love it. Easy two points. <laughs> I did know there was a producer, but there's an associate producer? 2B. Hide all mounts. Doubt it will happen. They just can't seem to figure out how to avoid all the flying supermen. And I hope they don't let people fly around unmounted myself. 3A. Kill in POW. Don't know. Don't really care. Good luck in any case. 3B. Battleground entrance in the guild hall. Didn't know it was needed. I queued up from Withered Lands last night. When your show inspired me to go look at Battlegrounds again, and I was just killing when I was invited. Once my Gears match ended, it put me back into Champion's Respite. When I left CR, right back to where I was in Withered Lands. 4A. Giant kill count. Don't know, don't really care. Good luck in any case. 4B. EQ2 Wire mobile app. It'd be cool. I'd trust them with my account info. I don't think it'll happen. 5A. EQ2 players goes offline. I don't think there is a chance. It may turn into an ignored site. Okay, it already has, but it's not going away. Side note. You don't know how to score five points in football? Fair enough. How do you score four points, though? 5B. Expansion not released in 2012. No chance. As said in the cast itself, they'll release it broken if needed. So, Al, do you have any comments on the comments on our uh, EQ2 Talk picks? Yeah, well, you know, uh, the picks are what they are. There are a lot of them uh, a little pie in the sky, but that's okay. That's why they get bigger points. Uh, I am pretty excited to hear that somebody was inspired to go look at Battlegrounds again by listening to our show. I think that's great. Yeah, it was cool to hear that uh, somebody took a shot at Battlegrounds after listening to our uh, experiences, and I'll put that in air quotes, uh, uh, up there in Battlegrounds, because I still do believe Battlegrounds are up there. Uh, (laughs) And I think, you know, uh, this email makes an interesting point, Ellie. We may have to take a look next year, in the second year of the EQ2 Talk Fantasy, uh, how we are going to score four and five points in football. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe we'll get rid of the four and fives and make them sixes to match touchdowns. I don't know. I didn't realize we had to be that technically accurate with football scoring myself. Uh, maybe we're – you know what? How about we're using Australian rules football? I, I, I don't – Neither do I. I don't know either, Allie, but I'm just going to say that. Maybe that will confuse them all for a little while and get them off our case. <laughs> I don't think he was commenting on that. I was, oh. I was saying I don't know how you score five points. But he was like, well, how do you score four anyway? He didn't make a remark about that. That's kind of how I took it. All right. Fair enough. But that, that's what we're, we're, we're going with. Uh, with uh, Australian rules? Australian rules, yes. Even though we don't know what they are? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so I received a little note from a previous listener. This one is very short. And it simply says, the word you're looking for is countermeasures in submarines and chaff in aircraft. I spent 10 years on board subs. 
By the way, if you do not recognize this tune, I am also Gunolf, who's written to us before. Mm. Yeah, chaff is what I was thinking, but I knew that wasn't the word I was looking for at the time. But it's good to know we have verified, experienced knowledge here. I, I got to uh, say, I did not know that there was a difference between countermeasures for uh, submarines uh, and aircraft. I, so I guess uh, you learn something new uh, every day here on EQ2Doc. <laughs> Don't count on us for, for anything important like it, it's tactics, inter- battle tactics or anything like that. It's interesting that it's listeners who are teaching people things, not us. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Mostly from listeners. All right. I think I have the uh, the last email here. Uh, and this email is from uh, Tan. And a Tan entitles his email, Fantasy EQ2 Talk League. Congratulations, Delmon, on your win this year. Allie, while I very much like the items you picked, my own prediction is you will go 0 for 5 on your picks this year. I think all of us players believe the Reforged stats should be visible on the item in-game, but I don't think that SOE understands the need or will prioritize it in the same way we do. They simply do not play their own game anymore, and they don't see the game from a player's point of view anymore. If I have to make my own five picks, I think they would look something like this. Number one, Sleeper's Tomb will come into the game in mid-September and be virtually useless in mid-November when the expansion comes out. Why they make all the effort to create a new raid zone and release it so close to expansion simply baffles me. It just seems like one more thing about playing their game they don't understand. Number two, the expansion will release with a level increase, but BG Gear will not make the release. Number three, the itemization of level 95 easy mode raid gear will make Plane of War and Sleeper's Tomb irrelevant. As a result, 90% of the raiding guilds will never raid this content in a meaningful way. Number four, there will be no new battleground scenarios added this year. And finally, number five, ranges will still not have any utility after this expansion. I realize my list is kind of poopy and depressing as I didn't list any positives, but I'm a betting man and I pick things I expect to win on. Keep up the great podcasts. Signed, Atan at Unrest. So, Ali, any comments on Atan's email? Yeah, he makes some excellent points. Uh, yes, I think it's pretty obvious Allie will lose the EQ to talk fantasy pickums game. Uh, but I think he's missing the 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 whole scoring system here. See, all of his picks either have zero or one point attached to them, I think, because they're easy, easy picks. We went for hard picks. See, that's the whole nature of the pickums, right? Uh, yeah, we, we did go out on a limb on a few of them, or actually way out on a limb on a, on a few of them. I mean, come on, let's be honest. Picking on Rangers that they'll have no utility. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's a, no points. Yeah, no that, points for that. that. That's, I agree with that. No points for that. I mean, you know, uh, saying that there's not going to be another battleground scenario. Uh, that's no points yeah. for that. Exactly. Come on. That's come on. It's like saying, you know, the sun will rise tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you're right. I, I, I give, you know, uh, all of this stuff is pretty obvious to me. Yes, uh, but I'll give him a point for each of the other three. Okay, uh, but he does make some really excellent points about, uh, like the first one about sleepers uh, coming in and, and being virtually useless when the expansion comes out, and why do they bother with all of this? Uh, yeah, that's a really good point, and and it, it sort of happened when Sky Shrine came out. You know, level ninety two and. All the previous stuff was pointless until they re-itemized Runder or revamped the loot or whatever you want to call it. You know, and it's, it seems like it takes a second pass to go back. But in the meantime, you're stuck doing one thing, pretty much. I mean... Uh, yeah, absolutely. It seems they kind of throw this stuff out there and then, uh, as a, and use the term we've used in the past, fint it, you know? Yeah. We'll just get it just get it out the door and then we'll get it right on the second and third or maybe even fourth try. I mean, uh, how many times do they do things and you're like, well, this isn't right or it's missing this or it doesn't fit anywhere. And then, OK, uh, we recognize that that was a problem three or four months later mm-hmm. and they go in and they do something. And, and I think Hard Mode Runner is a perfect example of that. I, it didn't take long for players to figure it out that this wasn't right. I would have to think 
that the team is a smart people that they must have recognized this, but they seem to kind of plow forward anyways, you know, mm-hmm. damn the torpedoes full steam ahead. Yeah. And that one was really fitting because they basically added two raid zones, uh, you know, added two levels, obviously. So, you know, maybe they were thinking it would take us time to get those two levels, um, you know, added two raid zones, but we were coming from a whole assortment of raid zones to choose from. So the people who are doing, you know, pushing end game basically are stuck doing going from however many raid zones we had before to two, which that's like moving from a big house into a studio apartment. You know, it's kind of mm, hurts. It's painful. Uh, well, it does seem to see, seem to me that they have a hard time uh, hitting the target when it comes to level of difficulty. Uh, and, and it seems to be a challenge today. You, you look at Plane of War, and it's so high up there, right? It, it, it is so unobtainable by a lot of people. Uh, yet then you look at when Sky Shrine uh, released, and a guild like ours, it didn't take too long to chew through that. It took less than a week for us to, to almost master it. Uh, I mean, some of those fights were we were figuring them out that first night. I mean, within two or three pulls, we had it figured out. Either the red text is too obvious, the encounters are too easy, we do too much DPS. I don't know what it is, but it seems like we just rip through this content because it's it's no effort. Now, maybe we're on the cutting edge, uh, not the bleeding edge, but the cutting edge. But I don't think we are. I don't think we're, we're, we're the cat's pajamas when it comes to raiding guilds. We're good, but we're not great. Uh, mm-hmm. But the, at the rate we go through it, and Sleeper's Tomb just came out, I would imagine... I would say at tops it'll take us two weeks, and I'm being like overly generous to us. I mm-hmm. think. It'll take us two weeks. I really believe it'll take us a week, but I'm giving us a rounding up factor here a little bit. Uh, two weeks to finish that, and it'll be kind of like, okay, we mastered that. Now what? Now we're just sitting in a let's let's grind it over and over again, gear through it, and sell what nobody wants. And there's a lot of that selling what nobody wants anymore. Right, and I think that's his third point. There is about itemizing. Uh, the level 95 is going to make everything else irrelevant for, you know, most, most rating guilds out there. And I do think it's really unfortunate uh, because, you know, really, you know, the only reason you raid, I mean, there are a lot of reasons to raid, but primarily it's to get the gear to move forward, to progress to the next harder thing. Um, But if the loot doesn't match, the difficulty or if the loot is not an upgrade, there's really no reason to do it. Right. I mean, and sleepers stuff. I mean, there were a couple pieces that looked mildly interesting and I'm being generous, mildly interesting. There was one piece that dropped and, and again, it's, it's looking like uh, it's not looking very random. It's looking like, Oh, first mob is this archetype. Second mob is this other archetype. Third mob is this archetype. And it's like, we it's predictable. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no joy in opening the chest. There's no surprises. Although, who knows? Maybe there are surprises. We just haven't seen them yet. Um, I just don't know. I just don't think it's going to be uh, appealing. You know, I think two weeks is, that's being generous. Uh, I think to say we'll go back really, you know, with excitement I don't know. Maybe it'll be exciting because people want to do new things because people are tired of Sky Shrine, but that's not really, <laughs> it's not the same thing. Right. No, I know where you're coming from. Uh, it, you know, it's hard to gauge, you know, the Sleeper's Tomb gear because we've only seen one night of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did actually win a piece of it. It was a minimal, and I'm talking minimal. It was a plus two stat increase and a plus one tenth to everything. Was it better than what I had today? Yeah, it was. But if we were in anything but the loot system that we have, I would have passed on it. But I'm like, well, you know, everybody's wearing the same thing here because we've been grinding away on Sky Shrine for so long. I'll take it because it's an upgrade. You know, yeah. every upgrade is an upgrade. Every little bit helps. But yeah. nothing in there that we saw, at least we killed the first three mobs, nothing in there that we saw was, OMG, we got to come back tomorrow and get this. Well, the best thing about it was probably the disco. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And Didn't you get a disco on that piece? I, I did get a disco. You're right. You're right. I guess, uh, to me, I guess I don't get all that super crazy about disco. I don't know oh, why some don't? people do. I, no, I don't. I well, guess. 
it's not like I did anything. All I did was kill this mob, I guess. I mean, uh, well, you technically just you were part of 24 people who killed the mob. Right, and right. You just happened to be the lucky one to roll the highest number. Absolutely. So I guess that's why I'm not, I don't think disco is all is all that great myself. You know, it's nice to have. Woo-hoo, uh, I got something. I got my name in lights. Uh, but it, it's, it's interesting. You know, uh, I think Sky Shrine or excuse me, I think Sleeper's Tomb for us will become very quickly. And I hate to say this a little bit. Ho-hum very quickly. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, to like you say, to his point, uh, if it's already ho-hum, imagine what it's going to be like when we go up in level. Uh, are they going to re-itemize Sleeper's Tomb? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that's part of their master strategy. Maybe they've already got a blueprint for this all figured out, and we're just not aware of it. Yeah, maybe. That's it. That's that, it, Del. That's what we're going to think. That's it. They have their... Their little mustache, they're twirling, right? Ah, uh, muhahaha. Yes. Yes. So thank you to everybody who uh, took the time to email us uh, this week. Certainly appreciate that. But we want to also talk about uh, something that has recently cropped up in-game, and we haven't had a chance to chat about it. And, and Allie, that is the uh, the Goblin game. Yeah, the Goblin games. So you've had a chance to try them out. Yeah, I figured I better do it because Delmon wasn't going to do it. You've been digging your heels in, haven't you? Oh, I have absolutely dug my heels in on this. So uh, I think you're the best person to, to talk about your experiences thus far with it. Yeah, I uh, I was doing something else, and I happened to see standing on the docks a mysterious goblin or whatever he's called. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's that goblin game thing. And I know they gave us three tickets. Let me check it out. You know, I heard some people talking about it and saying, oh, it's really no big deal, but you can get these prizes or whatever if you get lucky so i'm like well let me check it out and see what these games are right they're mini games right supposed to be mini games anyway now i'm envisioning a mini game like in free realms which both of us have played Mm -hmm. right like you know those in free realms there are you know the little um uh postal delivery or whatever and you kind of match up the things sort of like a gems type of a game or whatever they yeah. call it mining or whatever it's a so I was, like one yeah 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 i was envisioning something along those lines or uh you know like a pi- the pirate ship chase or whatever yeah. some kind of something interesting collecting things i'm not sure so i go in there i talk to the guy i go into my little claim window i collect my little tickets and i click on one and it didn't take me too long to figure out that's where the goblin comes from i hail the guy and uh he offers me three games to play and i played each one of them because i had three tickets figuring you know at least i have one chance to to get something and uh they were really not mini games that i would consider a mini game implies fun, right? I think. Yeah. Fun, entertainment, distraction, something, a diversion that's interesting, that is uh, enjoyable, I would think. Uh, but they're really not enjoyable. They are just, let me, let me describe them to you. Okay. So we've got the first one is called Goblin Grub. That's the first one I tried anyway. And now you zone in, you talk to the guy, he, you pick your game, and you zone into some location that it turns out is, uh, it's basically the runny eye. There's a room in runny eye that they use for uh, some of the uh, holiday events and things. Yep, yep. And there's a goblin standing there, and he says, hey, come talk to me. So you go talk to him, and he says, oh, these goblins are hungry, you need to feed them. Oh, that seems easy enough. And you talk to him, and he gives you grub. And you have to feed these hungry goblins. Well, part of it was me trying to figure out how to play this game. So I just clicked on one of them and it said I fed him. Now, they were each lit up by colors. Some were red, some were yellow, orange, things like that. So I clicked on the one guy and I went went to each of them. And it wasn't updating my journal. And I clicked on him again, and uh, they kept eating. So I clicked on one guy repeatedly, and eventually he stopped being lit up. So I quickly found out, well, now you got to get some more grub. Talk to the guy again, get some more grub, and I repeatedly click on another one until he stops being lit up. And there are basically four or five of these things that you feed, and then you're done. 
And you hail the guy again, and he says, oh, thanks. And he gives you a mystery crate. So I'm basically just clicking on goblins. That's the minigame. So how do you lose? Uh, I think you would have to just zone out to lose. I'm, I'm not sure or not really sure how you would lose. Oh, oh, okay, so basically this is just almost mindless clicking? Yeah, I mean, you hail the guy and then you just click a bunch okay. of times until they stop being that color. Okay, so it's kind of like Farmville, but without any thinking. I think it's less than Farmville. Well, I mean, Farmville, I always claim, was just clicking, right? Uh, it's kind of like zoning in and clicking on something. Okay. <laughs> it's not really a game. Yeah, I, I guess I wouldn't really call that a game. Uh, uh, to me, a game, you have to, has to have a winner and a loser. Otherwise, it's just masturbation. Uh, oh. Oh my I can't believe you just said that. I know, I know. I can't believe I said it. But that's but, fun, at least. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. So, okay. It's uh, not. It's, it's, that's at least fun. Uh, but no, you know, I just, I, that wasn't a game to me at all. Right. Uh, there, I mean, I don't think necessarily a game has to have a winner and a loser because you can play solitaire, uh, you yeah, know. But there's a there's a risk or, or some chance that it, the game Ch- doesn't win. Right. There's a chance of failing. Right. I uh, okay. Winning. And I, I would classify that as that that risk is the chance of losing. You know, right. I don't there want... is no chance of losing unless you quit. Uh, okay, fine. But, but you don't really you don't lose anything if you quit, because if you don't get it right, from what I've heard, you don't lose your goblin ticket. Your ticket yeah, well, is only consumed when you successfully complete this thing. Well, that kind of applies to the other two. Okay. Uh, but let me let me go through those. Um, the, okay. But that first one, there is no wrong. Right. There is no way to get it wrong unless there's only quitting, as far as I can tell, unless I'm missing something. Uh, I couldn't figure out how to lose. So the next one is called decoration duplication. Uh, and you zone into the same zone. And this time there are four little... Uh, blue pillars of light, basically, cubes of light. And each one of them has inside of it a decoration of some sort, uh, a statue, uh, a, a lamp, uh, whatever. And you hail the goblin and he tells you you need to match, you need to basically match this pattern, this uh, these four items, so when you say you're ready, those four items now disappear in the four pillars of light. And over on the right-hand side, there are a whole number of different items to choose from. And you pick up each one that matches and you put it into the right spot. And there's basically four. You just put them in the right spot and then you're done. There is a way to get those wrong. If you get it wrong, and I did it wrong one time just to see, right? And it kicks you out of the zone. It says, you're no help to me. And then you get kicked out of the zone. So, but you get your ticket back. So you can try again if you want to. But if you win, if you succeed, you're done. That's it. You're mm-hmm. just matching four items. So one time through. And you just match four items. That's it. So it's like that really simple matchums game that you played as a kid where you flip the tiles over and you try to find one beetle to match another beetle and you try to match the ball to the ball. Really, it's okay. not even that. It's just copy these four things. Oh, all right, okay. So it's even so simpler just, than that. Yeah, simpler than that, and it's only four things. You just copy the four things, okay, and that's it. It's not a memory game at all. I mean, it's a memory game, I guess you could say, but it's so simple that it's not. It's just so simple. Okay. So there's that one, and then the, the final one is called Statue Streak, and it's kind of the only thing I can equate it to is like Simon, which we've seen in uh, one of the holiday events i can't remember which one you gotta bang the pots yes bang the pots and they progressively gets progressively harder Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but this particular game it doesn't get progressively harder it's just mash the pattern and he 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 lights up these statues four times so it's going to be one of four colors each of four times so you just do click them in that order and you're done and that's it Okay. Like the most simple game of Simon you could possibly create. Sure. It, it, it doesn't get progressively harder. It doesn't reward you uh, if you do better or faster or anything like that. It's right. just, in, in theory, you could just keep mashing keys, and by statistical analysis, you eventually would have to get it right. 
Yeah, but then you'd have to zone out. I mean, that right. that's kind of annoying. But right. so again, yeah. it kind of comes back to that. You almost you can't lose because even if you do it incorrectly, you're the you don't risk anything. You right. risk getting zoned out if that's a that's a I don't know a bad thing, right? But you're not losing your entry token, your ticket. You just go back and do it again, or you pick one of the other mini games and go back and do that one. Yeah, I I really don't think they're mini games personally. Okay. It doesn't appeal to a gamer at all. Uh, I don't even think it would appeal to my seven-year-old son, okay. to be honest, or even a five-year-old, uh, because there is nothing fun about it. There is nothing fun about it. It's more like a scratch ticket. Fair enough. Fair enough. Only, or only more annoying, maybe, mm-hmm. because you have to go through this stupid hoop to scratch the ticket. Sure. You know? Sure. Uh, there's no when you're doing a scratch ticket. There's no strategy. You just uncover the numbers that they give you, and then you just uncover them all. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, you could take it and have it scanned by the computer and tell tell you if it's one or not. Yeah. You know, on the barcode, you don't actually have to do any scratching. Um, so what you're saying is, uh, you know, maybe we need to drop the term a little bit. Mini game. It's so not, and they call it goblin games. They're not games. Okay. I mean, I guess in some warped way, you could call it a game. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why you would. The first one is certainly is not a game. So you click on some goblins. I mean, I guess you could like really kid yourself into thinking it's a game uh, by saying it's lore based. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you're feeding their hungry. You're feeding them. That's such BS. It's so not a game. <laughs> it's would, not a game. Would you then accurately describe it as a as a time sink? You're just doing I something to so. keep. To keep it busy. It's pointless. It's busy it's, work. It's pointless. Mm-hmm. And then when you get it, you have an you have the opportunity to win some uh, cool prize. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't like that prize, you can take the goblin cash. Right. Well, by the way, so the prizes, right? I get a mystery crate and it pops up the little reward. It opens the mystery crate for you. I don't even have the enjoyment of opening the mystery crate. It just opens for you. Okay. So you have no choice. It just opens it right away. And then the thing pops up with your reward, but then you zone out. So you can't even, like, choose your reward before you zone out. So you zone out, and then the window's there again. I'm like, okay, fine. You open the crate for me. Thanks for ruining the surprise. And now now i got to wait to click on my reward because you're zoning me. Fine, fine, fine. And I know what I'm getting. It's a research reducer. Okay. Or Goblin Cash. And I just had to wait to find out how many, how much time was on my research reducer, and it was one day on on the very first on the very first uh, game, right? So I was like, oh, a research reducer. So I used it. Okay. I took it and I used it. I didn't want to take the two because it gave you gave you two goblin cash gold, I guess. Okay. Well, two goblin gold doesn't give you much, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I I mean, a ticket costs. What does it cost? Eight. Uh, eight eight goblin coin. So I have to, even if I took the coin from each of my freebies, I would have to have two more Goblin Gold mm-hmm. to get one more ticket. So you got to wait till next month to get more free tickets if you're a gold member. Or... So you get f- free tickets if you're a gold member. Actually, okay. I think you get three gold if you're free, and then you get one if you're silver or, bron- uh, silver or bronze or free, whatever they call it. You get one at the, the oh, other okay. two tiers. So you, you're going to, you know, it, it always reminds me too of the, hey, little kid, would you like a taste? You yeah. know, you know, here, try this out. And then, yeah. you know, uh, you, you're kind of hedging your bet on getting something cool a little bit that you could have also bought through Station Cash uh, or the, the Flying Lion, which I think is the only thing that's in there that you can't get. And everybody was gaga about that. And I saw the picture and I said, wow, that is kind of cool looking. That, you know, the artist did a really nice job of it. That is slick looking. But uh, do I want to keep playing these? Uh, I'll use the term mini games again. You know, for a chance at it. Do I want to keep buying tickets or do I just keep trying three free every month? As I said, uh, I've dug my heels in on this a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. I don't like this. And yes, I am getting three free tokens or, or tickets a month uh, because I am a gold subscriber. Uh, I'm not using them. I, I guess uh, on principle, I, I I refuse to participate in this and want to show my refusal by never accepting it uh i do fear that someday as i've always feared about the store the station store as well that the really cool item that i absolutely must have will be in there 
and I don't know what I'll do when I get there. But I don't want to participate in this one. One, because the way you describe it does not sound fun. Uh, there's no interest. There's no challenge. There's no losing. You're making me jump through hoops uh, with some extra clicking. Uh, there's no risk. There's no chance of loss. So why am I? Why not just give me three raffle tickets and have me just open three chests once a month at my feet when I log in? If that's the moral equivalent of this. But again, this is more deviating from what I envision the core value of the game to be, which is punching mobs in the face and taking their stuff. Uh, this is a distraction towards that. And for what? For things that you could have been buying anyways, and you can buy more of these tickets and keep trying your luck at the Flying Lion Mount if you want it. It reminds me of that old claw game at the, at the, at the arcade, mm-hmm. you know, where you had to hopefully you, you, you got whatever stuffed animal you wanted or you got, well, in that case, you got nothing. Here you're at least, I guess, you're getting something you, you can't lose. So to me, it, it's not a game because you can't lose. It's another step on that slippery slope, mm-hmm. if not a full bore, a full full outgo slide down it at this point. Point right. Uh, so I, I I don't like this at all. So I am not going to participate in it. Uh, come hell or high water, even if it's free. Yeah, I, I really feel like it's uh it's just a way to entice people to use the marketplace, and this whole game thing is a is a is an excuse or is like a. I don't know what you would call it. It's a it's it's a it's a made up thing in the way between you and the reward. You know, they don't want to just sell you a ticket that you scratch off. Mm-hmm. So they make you do this silly zoning in and you know I, I it just seems dumb. You know, if you actually made it a mini game, people might actually buy the tickets to play the mini game. If it was fun, but it's not even fun, you know? I mean, you would think you would give people the game that's fun to entice people to play the game for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Like, if there was a matching game or something, like a, a like a gems type of game, I guarantee you people would be buying tickets. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't tell you how much time I have wasted in yes. Beju- in be- in, let me just play Bejeweled for 30 seconds. No, and then it's 3 in the morning. Right. You, you look up. You, you can't blink because your eyes are so dry because you've just been zoning in on, on diamonds and opals and other things. You're like, click, 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 click. You know? I, I have to get this achievement, this right, badge. Right, exactly. You know. oh, only one more badge to, you know, one more level to get this badge. And the, and the, thing, me... the thing roots me out with, good job. Right. You know? And with Why that not? deep, booming voice, I'm like, yes. yay, the game likes me, you know? Uh, so I'm all jazzed to keep playing it, and before I realize it, I've invested hours into a, I'll just do this for a minute or two. Right. Uh, but again, to me, this is just a, a, a veiled attempt to hide, hey, we took a, cl- a step closer to full board selling you stuff through the station cash, you know? Yeah, but why bother? Why bother? Just sell the stuff. What's the point? I don't understand this. Oh, it's a dollar. A dollar for what? Uh, to a me, dollar for what? It's it, a dollar for a research reducer, a one-day research reducer. That's it, what it is. It, it's a gateway drug, Allie. Here, have the, the first taste is free. But it's not but, really very well, addictive. But it gets you in the station the whole, cash store, so keep clicking. Maybe you'll cl- Oh, maybe you'll see something you do want, and you will click. Yeah. I, it, it's a teaser. It's a lead loss item. You know, but you go into the grocery not store. That great, because the payoff, I mean, there need to be, I don't know, I just think it's, Ah, and this gold thing is a total BS excuse for giving you something to, you know, collect. I, I, I mean, I need more crap. I need more tokens in my game window, right? My currency window. Three or two gold, two gold from one ticket that costs a dollar or is free. Okay, let's say I buy it. Let's just say I buy my dollar ticket, right? Mm-hmm. And then I, I I get some BS thing I don't want. So I take the two gold. Well, you have to buy, you have to take the gold from, what is it, four tickets to get one more ticket. So you have to fail at opening the crate four times to get one more chance to open the crate to get another chance at whatever item you want. Well, at that point, you know what? You might as well just buy the damn thing off this, the marketplace. Well, that's the thing. Do you take the risk at, oh, I can get that thing cheaper by chance, or do I risk never getting it and, then, and end up spending more? Or do I take my chance at the Pride Lion 
the, the that thing in the claw game that that's in the middle that nobody can right. get. You know, fine. You know what? If they want to do that, what's the point of this BS crap in the middle? Uh, These games, there's no point. To me, it's to hide it. It's to hide. It's not hiding anything. Okay, you ask me why. I'm telling you why. Okay, it's not hiding. It's a very bad. It's like the guy's the big giant ogre standing behind this tiny little tree, right? Well, you can't see me. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) I I agree, and you know, uh, to me, not participating in it, I know I'm alone on that island. I'm by myself because every everybody else is saying. Hey Dell, it's free. Why don't you give it a try? It's free. They gave you three tokens for free to do it. Well, you know what? I don't even want to give them the royal them the satisfaction that I participated in this. I want to stand up and you know, uh, maybe I'm 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 too much in my principles. No, I don't want to do this because if they see us doing it, even if it's the free stuff, they're going to attribute it to success. See, everybody's doing it, so therefore they must like it. Well, nobody's putting a little star asterisk at the end of the line that says they're doing it on the free stuff, right? They're just going to label it as a success. Uh, so my opinion is don't do it at all, you know? Uh, but I, here's the thing with that argument. Mm-hmm. So they may label it as success for some Excel spreadsheet in a management meeting. Yes. But they don't really believe it. Uh, I think they do. I don't think so. I think they do. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, they would. So. If they if they really wanted to know what people do, they would find out. They know they can they can find out what people do. If they really wanted to know, they would find out. But if they really just want to CYA and say, "Look, we did this and people like it," then they can just BS and make an Excel spreadsheet that says, "Look, people like it." Well, you know, That's they'll, they're I mean, never going to share us the the the. Metrics on how many additional of these uh, goblin tickets are purchased. They'll, they're never going to share that with us. Right. We can only assume, and this is just a guess. You know, in my very narrow world, nobody I know has purchased them. Nobody. Uh, now, that's not to say there are tons of people on other servers or people I don't chat with uh, well, who are buying it. But I don't know. You're, you're way up on that high horse, and all your friends are up there too. So uh, yeah. I, I'm sure. I'm sure. I have no doubt that no one you know has bought has right. bought one of these tickets. And, and yes, the air is very thin up here on my high horse. Uh, but again, to me, I won't even do it. Uh, yeah. So uh, will my uh, bag overflow with unused goblin tickets? Yeah, yes. Probably. But to me, that's my little uh, corner of Occupy Norath. Right? Okay. Right. I, I, yeah, I'm going to stand on my morals, right? Now yeah. you can point and laugh at me and say, hey, they gave it to you free. You're an idiot for not taking advantage of the free stuff. But to me, the more we, the more we as players... Uh, engage this, the more they're going to do it. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. So, but I think they're going to do it anyway. That's where I'm coming from, is is they don't really care what's true. They care what they can make look true. Exactly. So that's why I'm saying don't partake in it at all. I don't participate in station yeah. cash. Even the free stuff I get with my subscription, I refuse to use it. Yeah. It sits on my wallet as a statement to say, I don't like this. And I want to know what's going to happen when your station cash wallet gets full where you can't have any more and they keep trying to give you free free stuff. Well, hopefully I crash the server and then somebody <laughs> realizes why did the server crash? Oh, there's some fool out there with a gajillion station cash and that would be awesome. unused. And then I can get up, I can get up on my on my soapbox and say, "See, I finally made a difference." <laughs> <laughs> That's course, all, that would be that would be awesome. Of course, I got thousands of players on unrest probably hating me at the yeah. moment, right? Uh, but again, you know, so yeah, I, I guess I'm coming from this point of I don't want to do it. Uh, I don't want to participate in it, rather, because I don't want to send a message that I find this acceptable. Yeah. And uh, yes, uh, that includes not even using the free station cash uh, that I'm granted as part of my subscription or the free goblin uh, tickets that I'm getting a bit, uh, as part of my subscription as well. Uh, so... They'll just sit there unused. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I would like to make a suggestion okay. to help you in this endeavor is stop buying station cash for other people. You know, it pains me so hard. If there was something else we could give away yeah, that was EQ2 that people recognized and people wanted, uh, we, I would certainly do that. Yeah. I would absolutely do that. Maybe when we're at Fanfare, we'll buy up a whole bunch of EQ2 T-shirts or something. 
and give those away instead of yeah. station cash. Uh, station cash, it just happens to be uh, – you're right. It kills me. It, trust me. I'm in the store the other day, and uh, I am sweating, sweating, breaking into a full-blown, like – Tick and sweat about having to buy station cash for our contest. <laughs> Almost, you think it would be okay if I just write them a check? <laughs> oh, man. How to show love? You give a give a. How do you show love on your anniversary? Write a check. <laughs> well, you know it would be better if we had swag to give away that we could like say. You know they used to have hats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They had snuggies for a while. They had uh, polo shirts. They had some of that stuff. But it's like every once in a while they have those. And then when they're gone, they're gone. Right, right. And I think the days are gone of seeing new stuff on uh, the store, the online store. Does that like, even I, still I, exist? I, well, it did a couple of years ago. I had ordered <laughs> some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, at, at Fanfare, they usually have that bizarre area where they're selling stuff. Uh, I'll see Allie if I can get a couple of uh, copies of uh, uh, EverQuest Online Adventures for the PS2, and maybe we can give those away. Yeah, that sounds really good. Maybe, maybe they'll be selling some Star Wars Galaxies boxes. Yeah, they're, or or EQ for Mac. <laughs> you know, they might be on deep discount by now. <laughs> so, but I'll take a look at that. Maybe you're right. Maybe that's what we should do rather than the station cash, too, so I can continue my my crusade against it. But how is this going to help your trek home? I mean, do you have an extra suitcase you're going to bring to bring all the swag back? Um, yeah, I actually I, I travel with a full suitcase, anyways. Uh, with well, you all- have to leave some clothes there. Well, Why don't you, know- you disrobe at the pool party and leave your clothes there, and then you have room for your swag. Well, let me tell you, Allie. First of all, the speedo does not take up that much space in the jumbo suitcase. Okay. Uh, and by the way, I only bring one pair of underwear and one pair of socks, anyways, right? You know, if if so something goes got... wrong, if something goes wrong, you just go commando for the rest of fanfare. Hello, TMI, TMI. You're right. We should be saving this for the fanfare show. Well, yes, I was gonna, I was gonna bring up the the kilt, and uh, I, I suggest that you could go commando under the kilt and be totally legit. Uh, I'll tell you, at least if I do that, I, there's no lines. I get right to the front of everything. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> I snorted. I'm sorry. All right. So uh, we're, we're having much fun here. So uh, let's let's talk about some other distractions. It's an Alley Angle Week episode, isn't it not? Yeah, it is. So, so you know, we've been talking about distractions, these goblin games a little bit and, you know, what we think of them. Uh, but I was wondering, what are three things that distract you from your task at hand in-game? Yeah, well, I thought about this. There are a whole lot of distractions in the game. I mean, if you're talking about the game being about punching mobs in the face and taking their stuff, right? Yes. So I, I have on my number three, this might be a little silly for you, but it's cute mode. I have to say, this is one of my favorite features in-game, and it is a complete distraction. It is really fun to raid in cute mode, and we actually have three versions of cute mode. So if you're ever on a raid and you're intimidated by a big scary dragon, just turn on cute mode and everything's fine. It's kind of like picturing people in their underwear. I, I got to ask you, Ellie, do you raid in cute mode? I have raided in cute mode. All right. Hi. I don't know if anybody has ever done that before. Oh, uh, sure. You just don't play on the fun side. I, I guess I don't. I guess when I'm focused on healing the main tank, I, I don't have time to be being cute. There's well, no cute in raid. You should try a ranger. We have a lot more downtime. <laughs> but I'm bump. All right. What was your number two? Number two is ether races. Uh, I could be doing almost anything. And if I see an ether race going on, I have to stop and run it a few times. I find these very enjoyable. They are fun. Uh, they appeal, appeal to my competitive nature. And, you know, you meet people and stuff. You see some of the, like, you know, the well-known figures on the server and stuff. And you never know when you might run into one of those special ones that's run by um, the guide, the guides or the community or the customer service team that give you the special, you know, colored disc to, uh, as a reward. I, I really enjoy those. They're fun. Yeah, I do too. Uh, although I'm not very good at them, and I have to say I've been pleased that they're not super hard uh, because, you know, uh, the Aether Racing is everything that Dell's not good about in-game, mm. right? It's it's arcadeness at its best. 
uh, and I don't do very well at them. So it usually takes me many more runs just to get the title for the ones that we've have seen thus far or to earn the, the flying disc or whatever. Uh, but I've enjoyed those, and I have to say, you're right, Alec, to me, Aether Racing is a mini game, more so yeah. than what we've been talking about, the other stuff, because there is a chance to win or lose. There's leaderboards, there's success, there's failure, there's let me try that again because it was fun, or especially when you're going head-to-head with somebody else, and my God, they always take the, the little cloud boosters that give them, and I'm like, mm-hmm. son of a bee, I but yeah, absolutely. I enjoy those too. Uh, sometimes they can be very frustrating. When and addictive. Like, yeah, I'm one second not fast enough. Arg, you know, and you want to punch a kitten. Uh, but you get back on your little disc and you go again. Yeah. And, and it's fun because, you know, you can even when there's nobody there, you can, you know, kind of compete against yourself to try and get the best possible score you can or get at the top of the leaderboard. Absolutely. And as you said, uh, on Unrest, uh, where we play, uh, certainly, I recognize many key names there on the leaderboard yeah. as the Aether Racing champions. There are some it, very good people at it. Yes. And those people should definitely go to Fanfare, or sorry, SOE Live, because they're, they're actually giving away money. Yeah. Real, real money. For Aether Racing. Yeah. I'd give that a try, but I, I don't want to embarrass myself. Not I even I for want. money? Uh, well, I'll you do a lot of things. more underwear. <laughs> All right, now, trust me, when it, I, I've done a lot of things, uh, f- you know, for money, and embarrassing myself is not beyond, uh, beyond the things I'll do for money. So, But getting well, look, back to your do list. Do it for the listeners. Do it for the listeners. All so right. you find more swag. So my number three distraction is, I think everybody's favorite, is shiny collecting. <laughs> Who doesn't love a shiny? I mean, I you know, people who grew up with me know it, it's not even just a distraction. Sometimes... It's kind of the whole point of killing mobs. Get get the mobs out of the way so I can get it at the shiny. Absolutely, Ali. Uh, I I always say I think the original developers on EQ2 never knew what shinies were going to become when they put them in game. I think they put them in as a, as a little distraction, a little thing to keep you busy, something to do. But my God, they have taken on a world of their own. And uh, certainly, I have wiped many a group. Uh, going for the shiny. Oh, don't want, I think I can get that. How many times do you, do you, think, oh, yeah. do you say that in, in group when you're in a dungeon? I can get that without aggroing that mob. I can get that. Watch. Yes. And then, no, no, you never do, right? Boom. You got the five mobs on you. Group's dying. Uh, healers bitching at you. Tanks just screw you all. And the, and the ranger ports out. <laughs> and somebody goes, oops. Right, right. And then it's like, the other part about shinies is it's so exciting because there is, I guess it comes back to that win or lose scenario for me when it's the need before greed and what a great mm-hmm. feature that has always been for shinies. Mm-hmm. Um, when I see I need it and I roll need and other people roll need too uh, and I lose. I mean, yeah. you can lose at shiny collecting. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, so in review, Allie, your uh, top three distractions that take you away from your task at hand in game are? Cute mode, ether races, and shiny collecting. All really good. I have to say shinies, absolutely. Couldn't imagine that list being anything else than having shinies on it. Uh, so, Ali, do we have anything else then for this, the 52nd episode of EQ2 Talk podcast? No, I think that's pretty much it. All right. So then first, let's say thank you to everybody who took the time to download the podcast. We sure do hope that you enjoyed it. We also want to say thank you to this week's corporate sponsor, Ali, the Long John Silvers Company. They speak I don't know. Did you know that they speak fish? That's what I heard. I, 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 I tried to speak it myself earlier. Glug, 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 but nobody responded. Uh, and, Ali, if you, if you have a chance to swing by the Long John Silvers over there, uh, make sure you try their new crispy panko shrimp platter. Uh, comes with your choices of Thai chili or cocktail sauce, Allie. Uh, you get that for four ninety nine plus uh, tax where applicable. What kind of sauce? Uh, thai chili or cocktail sauce. Ah, cocktail sauce. You just wanted to hear me say that again, didn't you? <laughs> I did. All right, Allie. So if uh, folks uh, want to get in touch with us, how can they do so? Oh, they can send us an email. I'm Allie at EQ2Talk.com. And I'm Delmon at EQ2Talk.com. They can send us an in-game mail. I'm eq2.unrest.alicious, A-L-I-S-C-I-O-U-S. And I'm eq2.unrest.delmon, D-E-L-L-M-O-N. They can join our in-game chat channel at eq2.unrest.eq2talk. 
And you can check us out over on the Facebook where we are facebook.com slash EQ2Talk. And we sure would like it if you loved us. Or follow us on Twitter at EQ2Talk. Hope everyone comes back and joins us for episode number 53. And say, walk the plank, you scurvy dog, Allie. (laughs) Walk the plank, you scurvy dog, Allie. Oy. I just hit myself in the face with my headphones. Down the hatch. <laughs> Get your peanut butter out of my Norath. Yo ho ho, and a bottle of yellowtail. They can send us. They can send us an in-game. Oh my god! They can send us an email in game. Uh, they can send us a. Back to where I was in wake. Withered I, land. I know. Withered. It used to be called wakened. <laughs> well, this is EQ two talk, I'm, I'm not fr- EQ talk. Yar. Don't give a hope, break up.